all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. I am blessed because the life-giving message I'm about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, speak to us now. We are open and we are ready. We take authority over this atmosphere, God. We need a move of God. Spirit, flow freely. Spirit, flow freely. Holy Ghost, take over and move now. Father, we pray that the revelation we need, we'd receive. We pray, God, that the breakthrough we need, we'd receive. I pray that we would not leave this experience in the building or online the same way that we came in. But God, we are open and we are ready. Open your mouth. Say, I'm open and I'm ready. I just need you to take 10 seconds and go after God through praise and worship. Take 10 seconds in this building and online. Bishop, why do you have us doing that? So you can set the atmosphere so you're ready to receive. Come on, when the atmosphere is right, anything can happen. When the atmosphere is right, anything can shift. When the atmosphere is right, anything can change. Come on, 1115, let me hear you. Go, go. Five, come on. Four, three, two, one. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now do me a favor. You can't quite touch your neighbor yet, but just elbow him and say, this is the breakthrough section. Say, if you don't want a breakthrough, sit somewhere else. Uh-uh, I don't like middle section. I don't like the way y'all responded. Elbow somebody else next to you. Say, this is the favor section. Say, this is where God's about to send some favor. I still don't like the way this middle section is responding. I need you to make sure everybody around you is ready to see a move of God. Elbow somebody else. Elbow somebody else. And say, if you don't want to be blessed, don't sit next to me. Because I'm blessed all day. Every day, when I come, when I go, when I rise, when I sit, when I open my mouth, when I clap my hands, can all the blessed people release a praise, right? There we go. That thing is right. That thing is right. That thing is right. That thing is right. Somebody say, I'm ready. 
He's ready. Let's go. So listen, grab a seat. This new series we're starting is called The Kingdom in You. And let me tell you why. This is one of my favorite subjects to preach on because we all hear the Christian rhetoric. You need Jesus. You need to get saved. You need to give your life to the Lord. You need to live right. You need to do right. You need to get Jesus in your heart, bro. But the question is when you get Jesus and become a Christian, here's the question. What does he give you? It is very interesting because many Christians settle for the beginning as if it's the end. What do you mean? Salvation is not the end of my Christian journey. Salvation is the beginning of my Christian journey. Uh, listen, the goal wasn't to just get saved. The goal was to get what it is that salvation gives me. The goal wasn't just to get to Jesus. The goal was to get what Jesus gives me. And what he gives us is the kingdom. Everybody say the kingdom. The kingdom is when heaven's attributes invade the earth. Check this out. We are not trying to die to get to heaven. That's not Bible. Instead, we are living well to bring heaven down here, which means whatever's going on in heaven, I ought to see that manifesting in my life. Somebody said, well, Bishop, how did so-and-so get healed? They manifested heaven's attributes. How did so-and-so get out of supernatural debt? They manifested heaven's attributes. How do you have so much joy when the truth is you got a lot of junk going on around you? It is because I am manifesting the attributes of another realm in the realm that is around me. Open up your mouth and say, I want to manifest the kingdom. I it is next how God does things. So when we talk about the kingdom, it is not just getting Jesus. It is getting the way that he does things because the way that he does things reveal the will behind the way. Please understand, there's a reason God makes things a certain way because if I do it that way, I will fulfill his will. If I fulfill his will, I will get exactly what he's ordained. Case in point, if you've ever been making a cake and you do not follow the instructions that are on that cake, what you're going to get is not going to match what it was that they created for you to have. So instead, you'll say, well, listen, why doesn't it look like the box? Because you did not do it the way they said to do it. And for some of you, you've been doing Christianity your way, and that's why you're not seeing what's on the box. You've been living for God, but you've been doing it your way, which is why you're not seeing what's on the box. But you sit next to somebody in this building, and you're streaming with somebody that says, God, from this day forward, your way and your will, not mine. If that's your prayer, open your mouth and give God praise for three seconds. Go. Three. Come on. Two. One. Shout the kingdom. It is becoming, thirdly, who God said you are. Stop me. Watch me. Stop me. Watch me. Stop me. I'm just saying if you're paying attention. Watch this. Becoming who God said you are. You and I all have these ideologies and these ideations of who we are. Matter of fact, uh, you have, well, this is just how I am. Who's ever said that? In a building online. This is just how I am. This is just the way I act. This is just the way I do things. And God says, listen, I don't care about who you used to be, how you used to live, how you used to do it. Could it be that the struggle you are dealing with is you are trying to hold on to a version of yourself God is trying to crucify? Could it be that the struggle you have is that you keep holding on to who you thought you were, not realizing God is making you into who he wants you to be? See, maybe you were shy, but he wants you to be as bold as a liar. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Maybe you used to be somebody that was out of order and rebellious, and now God wants to use you to bring order to the situations and the circumstances that were around you. Somebody say, it's how God does things. It's See, God, watch me, God even does math different than we do. See, we multiply to multiply. We think that the only way that you get to multiplication is to multiply, but God, he divides in order to multiply. In other words, when I understand the kingdom, if I see division, I'm not worried. I recognize, baby, he's about to add some multiplication. In. 
He subtracts in order to add. In other words, if I see some things exit my life, I don't get worried. I don't get frustrated because I have the kingdom. I realize if he took some stuff away, that's because he's about to add something that was better. I wish you would be crying over what left, who left, what's gone. You better give him praise that if he took away, he's about to add something I need you to get excited about your next 12, baby, because they're about to be your best 12. It's becoming who God said you are, which means it's not about who you want to be. It's not about who your mom and them said. It's not about who your dad and them said. Watch me. It's not about who your friends are. It's not about even who social media says you're supposed to be. It's not about what Oprah says. It's not about what YouTube says. It's not about what a blogger says. God says, I am making you and who I want you to be. Peter, you are nothing more than a thug with two boats. That's all you were. Watch me. But Peter, I want to use you to change the world. I want you to get up and preach one time and watch 3,000 people give their lives to me. Watch me. But Peter, in order to do that, I'm going to have to make you into somebody that you're not currently. Leave it up. I need to make you somebody that you're not currently. See, currently, Peter, if you study the Bible, you discover Peter had three different versions of himself. Watch me. Just like you have gone through different versions of you. Let's be honest. You're not the same you today that you were 12 months ago. I need the people who can celebrate progress to celebrate progress. I say it often, but I say it because it's true. I may not be where I want to be, but I can thank God that I'm not where I am. Baby, I ain't perfect, but I'm better than I was last year. I'm not perfect, but I'm better than I was last month. Had you said that to me last month, I might have snapped, cracked, and popped all over your ninja self. But God, watch me. Becoming who God says you are. So Peter has three different versions of himself. See, the first version is Simon. <laughs> Simon means snub nose or arrogant. So the first version of Peter is arrogant. He thinks he knows everything. But watch me. Sometimes the only way God can get you to recognize that you don't know anything is to allow you to lose everything. Peter was arrogant. He was arrogant. He just thought he had it together. And so the first version of him is Simon. Then as he's maturing, God says, okay, let me make you into who I want you to be. Then the Bible starts calling him Simon Peter. Because watch me. I'm beginning to take you out of your arrogant stage, out of your prideful stage, out of your can't nobody tell you nothing because you grown stage. Out of your, I put my pants on the same way they do two stage. Uh huh. God says, I'm taking you out of that stage, and now I'm making you into Peter, Petros in the Greek, which means a rock. Which means you are going from being an arrogant, pompous bastard. Uh huh. That means a fatherless one. And now I'm making you into one that's solid like a rock. Which means it don't matter what comes against you, you solid. Is there anybody in the building, anybody online where you're glad that God didn't leave you in your Simon stage, but that he metamorphosized you into your Simon Peter stage? Which means even though I rock and shake him, shake and rock, baby, I'm solid. I will stand. Then the final version of him is Peter. This means he's solid like a rock. He's a rock. And Jesus even says it to him. He says, he says thou art Peter. Uh-huh. Thou are a rock. And on this revelation that you have, rock, I'll build my church. So check this out. You started out as an entrepreneur with a few boats that thought you were all that because your little business was doing good. I ruined your business so much that when you went fishing one day, you couldn't catch anything. I let the enemy sift you like wheat so that I could separate the chaff. 
I could get the stuff off of you that needed to get off of you. I could get rid of your arrogance and your pride and your sorry, sour puss attitude and your negativity and your victim mentality and your complaining. I had to get all of that off of you. And now I'm about to use you to build my church. I'm sorry to upset your haters, but watch me. But your last mistake, watch me. God says, that ain't your end. That's your beginning. I'm sorry to upset the people who thought you, you were going down. But baby, no, you're just going up. I am sorry to upset the people who thought that your life was over. It ain't over. It is just kidding. So look, so look, y'all with me? So, so look, the kingdom, the kingdom, it is how God does things. The kingdom is becoming who God said you are. And look at the last part, becoming, or excuse me, possessing what God said you can have. So it's not just about being different. It's about having different. Say be and have. Because what good is a king if he don't have anything? But what the king has, he has. It doesn't have him. I'm so glad you got delivered from being materialistic. I'm so glad that you don't think your worth is caught up in a name brand. I'm so glad that you realize your name is better, a more important name than wearing somebody else's name. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I'm so glad you're not caught up in cash, cars, and clothes. I'm so glad that you recognize, watch me, I may have stuff, but stuff does not have me. Why? Because when you have that stuff, it didn't make you any better, didn't make you any happier, and God told you, you make the stuff, the stuff does not make you. Are y'all still here? So, so look at this. So look at this. So look at this. That's the kingdom. This is what God gives us when we come to him. And Daniel 7 and 21 says this. And as I looked, this horn, horn there in the Hebrew language of our Old Testament is this uh, Hebrew word karen, which means sound. He says, this sound made war with the saints. Who are the saints? Any believer in Jesus, any Christian. So check it out. This sound was making war. What is a war? A war is battle after battle after battle after battle. Check it out. This sound was battling the saints of the Most High. And for a while, the Bible says it was prevailing against them. I want to talk about the sounds you've been fighting against. Because it's not just a, watch me, it's not just a voice, but it's a sound. For some of you, the sound of poverty is what you've been fighting against. The sound of marital dysfunction is what you've been fighting against. The sound of you're going to be just like your daddy is who you were fighting against. The sound you're going to be just like your mama is what you were fighting against. The sound that your life is not going to get any better is the sound you've been fighting against. Is there anybody where you've had some sounds that battle after battle after battle after battle, it keeps coming at you? And let's tell the truth. For a moment, it looks like it's winning. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me today. For a moment, it looks like it's prevailing. For a moment, it looks like it's getting the advantage of you. Because here's the thing. What a sound does, it will begin to drown you out. So then you think there's no victory in your voice or in your sound anymore. You're not listening to what I'm saying. You will think that there's no power in your voice, that there's no power in your shout. The reason I have you praise God so much is because I need you to learn how to be louder than your caring. I need you to learn how to be louder than the sound that's against you. I need you to be louder. Watch me. Sometimes it's not making a sound, but when I see it, I create a sound. You can look at a situation in your life and you can say, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And now you begin hearing all these things in your head. You can get an email and think, and now start hearing all these things in your head. You can get a piece of mail, and all of a sudden, you ain't even opened a piece of mail, but because of who the piece of mail is from, you can begin to create a sound. And that sound, the Bible says, it makes war with you. Check this out. What if the sound is coming from in you? 
There's a reason certain things were said to you and spoken to you as a child so you would carry those sounds with you as an adult. Y'all are not talking to me. There's a reason that you were called dumb and stupid and ugly and too dark and too light and too skinny and too fat and your hair was too this and too that and whatever. Why? Because the enemy was hoping that as you began to grow and develop as an adult that that sound was going to stick with you. So that every time you try to step out and do something, that sound would come back and say, you better not. You better back up because you're too this, you're too that. But I just think there's some people in this building and online that have said, if you can make a sound, devil, guess what? Watch me make my... On the count of three, I need everybody to shabak the Lord. What is that? That is a shout of victory. One, two, three, shout right... Uh, I need you to drown out the enemy. I need you to drown out negativity. I need you to drown out doubt. I need you to drown out fear. Somebody holler, I win. Watch me, battle after battle after battle after battle. You can be in the shower and then the battle starts. You can be laying down, minding your business, watching Netflix, and the battle will start. You, you, you can be, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. You can be exercising and the battle start. Because the battle is a sound. So whatever it takes to distract you. Have you ever been doing something and then heard something that pulled your attention somewhere else? So watch me, the sound, watch me, the sound is also there to make me take my attention off of what's ahead of me and pull it to another direction. And I need you to stop getting distracted so easily. Because some of y'all, the moment you hear a snap, crackle, pop over here, instead of doing this, you're looking over here, seeing what's going on. And the problem is you cannot look over here and walk forward successfully. You cannot look behind you and walk forward successfully. I need you to learn how to drown out the sound that is doing battle with you. Uh-huh. Say, I'll be louder. Say, I'll be stronger. Come on, say, I'll be louder. I'll be stronger. Pay attention to the verse. And it prevailed over them. So the sound says you're supposed to be a statistic because you fit this demographic. You're supposed to be this because you fit this. Sound says the only thing you're good for is making babies. Y'all ain't going to talk, so now I'm going to be real. Sound says the only thing you're good for is to get married as if that's the end of your life. Y'all ain't going to sit with me. The, the sound, a little bit up there. The sound says, the sound says all of these different things. And here's the, t the trip about it. Watch me. And the Bible says that it prevailed over them. Which means for a while, the sound was so, watch me, repetitive. And every time you try to do anything, they go to sound. Every time you try to walk anywhere, they go to sound. When you pray, they go to sound. That's why for some of you, Monday night prayer is a struggle because it ain't just you in the room, it's you and your sound in the room. <laughs> it's not just you that's in there. It's you and what you're battling against that's in there. It's the failure you had as an 18-year-old that you still carry as a 43-year-old. Now, I just called your numbers out. You better respond. I got the Holy Ghost, not the guest. <laughs> y'all better listen. Y'all better listen. Y'all better listen. Say, it prevailed. prevailed. Uh-uh. Say it like an army. Say, it prevailed. Everybody watch me. Prevailed is past tense. It did not say it was prevailing. 
it said that it prevailed. In other words, watch me. I didn't know what I was dealing with until I came to church on a Sunday morning on the first Sunday of the second half of the year and I found out what I was battling against was a sound, but I'm about to shut that sound. Somebody say, it was winning. Yeah, it got you last night. Some of you didn't even sleep good. It got you last week. It got you the week before. It got you. But I need you to open up your mouth and say, but that's past tense. That say it again. That's past tense. Say, because there's verse 22. Now stop. Watch the prophetic, prophetic significance of God. Go back to the previous verse. Daniel 7. What does the screen say? Daniel 7, the next part, 21. Uh -huh. Be a good church. Be a good class. Daniel 7. Daniel 7 which means 2021. I ain't playing with you people. I promise, I, I swear for God, I ain't playing with you people. Open your mouth and say, this is prophetic. Because up until this year, the sound was winning. Well, they gonna say nothing to me? Open your mouth and say, up until this year, the war was getting me defeated. I was getting tired. I was getting weary. But thanks be to God, 21 came. Look at verse 22. Look at verse 22. Until the ancient of days came. Say, Jesus came. And judgment was given for the saints of the Most High. Say, that's us. If you're a Christian, this is talking about you. And the time came, say now is the time, when the saints possessed the kingdom. Watch me. Sounds out here. Even if it's in here, it creates something you see out here. So, so check this out. So check this out. So check this out. So, so the sound was designed, watch me, to have you so distracted that you spent your time chasing noise so that you would never be able to focus long enough to accomplish what he sent you to accomplish. But I'm so glad you didn't commit suicide. I'm so glad you didn't give up. I'm so glad you didn't take that bottle of pills. I'm so glad you didn't let that bad marriage tear you down. I'm so glad you didn't let that bankruptcy knock you out. Why? You're about to possess I ain't playing with y'all. You're about to possess the kingdom. Open up your mouth and worship God for five seconds. Go, five. Four, come on. Three, two, one. Say, he has come, so it is time. Watch me, church folk, church folk, you're notorious for saying, I'm waiting on God. And God says, listen, I've been waiting on you since I came. Because since I came, until the ancient of days came, well, Jesus has come, so it's been time. So it's been time. Check this out. This kingdom you're about to possess, it is so important. Matthew 6, says, let's seek first, this is Jesus speaking, the kingdom of God. Not Jesus, but what's important to him. Everybody pay attention. If you grew up in church, you were taught Jesus, 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 Jesus. And Jesus says, uh-uh, kingdom, 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 kingdom. Because if you seek what's important to me, you are seeking me. If you love me, do what's important to me. Jesus said it like that. He says, if you love me, do what I tell you to do. Watch me. He says, seek 
first. Say first. Which means before your marriage, before your relationship, before anything going around, before your money, before your coins, before your business, before what you're trying to do, before your agenda, before your social media, before your traveling, before this, before any of that. Put this kingdom. I need you to shout at me. Put this kingdom. Watch me. And his righteousness, his way of doing it. God says, this is not going to be your way. In fact, when you look at my way, God says, it's going to confuse the heaven, hell, and earth out of you. Because you're going to say, God, why would I do it like this? This doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense, but it makes perfect faith. Peter, walk on water. This is dumb. Why wouldn't I just swim? But that's what natural people do. And because you walk in the kingdom, we don't do what natural people do. We do what supernatural people do. I wish you would elbow somebody and say, you're supernatural. You, Yeah, regular people got to uh, swim in the water. I'll walk on the water. Regular people got to pay more than the house is worth. I ain't doing that. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Regular people have to follow regular natural rules. But if I'm in the kingdom, I got a whole nother set of rules I live by. And those rules are his way. Y'all still with me? So, so look at this. And all these things will be added to you. He says, all these things you're chasing, all these things you're going after. He says, if you would seek the kingdom, when? Come on, talk, when? If you would seek the kingdom first, watch me, you would ever chase a car. They contact you with offers you can't refuse. You wouldn't chase a property. They contact you. You wouldn't chase money. Money would chase you. Matter of fact, you wouldn't be able to go a day without somebody blessing you. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. Some of you are about to live, watch me, the kingdom life. It's the lifestyles of the rich and famous. Y'all ain't talking to me. Everywhere I go, I get blessed. Everywhere I turn around, I get blessed. When I walk up and meet strangers, they say there's something different and unique about you. That's because they can recognize I'm not from here. I'm from the kingdom. So watch me. This is so important. Say it's so important. Jesus said, talk, Jesus said, seek it first. Watch me, Lev 15, you can't even see the kingdom until after you meet the king. Watch me, watch me. If you remember the coming to America, the original version. If you remember, <laughs> I want to talk about it. If you remember the original version, you remember the opening scene, you see this vast kingdom called Zamunda. And one of the first things you see, watch me, is the prince and the king. Because none of this means anything unless there's somebody to run it. None of this means anything unless there's somebody to be king. Check this out. Look at the scripture. John 3, 3 on the screen. Jesus answered and said to him, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again or becomes a Christian, gives a life to the Lord, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Let's upset heaven, or excuse me, hell, because hell thought I was going to do the invitation at the end. I'm about to do it right now. If you are in this building or online and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, this is your moment. Because nothing I'm about to teach you will make any sense to you if you are not born again. You can't see the kingdom unless you first meet the king. So if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord. Or you need to be sure in this building or online, no guilt, no condemnation, no shame. On the count of three, I just want you to throw your hand up in the building. And online, I want you to do the hand with emoji. One, two, three. If that's you, hands up. Hands up, I see you, I see you, I see you, I see you, I see you. Come on, church, I need you to celebrate for the hands that are up. Online, do the hand of the emoji or say it's me. You can't even see this kingdom until you meet the king. And you're about to meet the king of kings and the lord of lords. 
am the great I am. Everybody pray this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Give me the grace to run this race. I've met the king. I'm ready for the kingdom. Come on, y'all. Say, I've met the king. I'm ready for the kingdom. In Jesus' name. I need you to rejoice for all the decisions just made. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord, I need you to take out your phone, text the word decision, 877-552-4746. I need for you, wherever you're at, send that text right away. We're going to send you a text message to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. So watch me. Now that everybody's been introduced to the king, I need to introduce you into everything the king has. Somebody said, I'm ready for the kingdom. I Open your mouth and say it with authority. Say, I'm ready for the kingdom. So watch me. So watch me. So watch me. So look. So look. Question becomes, where is the kingdom? Somebody say, where is it? Luke 17, 21. Nor will they say, see here or see there. In other words, the kingdom is not a building. The kingdom is not a place. Look what the scripture says. For indeed, the kingdom of God is, say the last two words, within you. But make it personal. Say, within me. Within me. Stop. Now we know why your whole life you have always had to fight. Now we know why your whole life you have always had challenges. Why? Because there was something that was in you that the enemy wanted to shut down so that it would never get out of you. That's why he tried to get you to shut down emotionally. That's why he tried to get you to shut down and say, I don't want to deal with people. That's why people hurt you so deeply, so that you would shut down, so that the world would never get exposed to what was in you. Because if what's in you is about to change your city, change your reason, change your family, somebody say, there's a kingdom in me. So watch me. It is not here. It's not there. It's not a building. There is no building we go to that's the kingdom of God. This is, not a, this is not the kingdom. This is a building where the saints of the most high gather to learn how to rule, reign, conquer, and subdue. Then you get up out of here, you go out there, do it, and come back and share your praise report. Watch me. The church is where you train to reign. And I need some of y'all to stop coming here and eating and not doing nothing but what you eat. I need you to stop just getting notebooks full of notes, but you ain't done nothing with what you learned. I speak in the second half of this year, you're going to do something with what you learned. You're not just going to talk it. You're about to walk it. You're not just going to say it. You're about to see it. Say, the kingdom is in me. So watch me. It's not a place. It's in a people. It's not a place. It's in a people. So whenever, watch me, whenever you get, just, just look at the person next to you. Just give me a little elbow. And if they're not really talkative, just forget them. Skip over them. Be rude and put your elbow all in front of them and elbow the other person because they should have participated. I'm just saying. And, uh, what you come for? All right, watch. All right, watch. Ready? Right, here's the deal. Here's the deal. You're not just sitting next to some regular person. Watch me. Watch me. If that was a man you just elbowed, you just elbowed a king. 
If that was a female you just elbowed, you just elbowed a queen. So what's happening? He's king of, if you don't open your mouth and talk back to me, he is king of kings and lord of, who are the other kings? You ain't some square. You ain't some regular somebody. Baby, you are a king and a priest. I'm going to show it to you. Watch me. Watch me. Luke 11 and 12. So he said to them, when you pray, this is Jesus speaking. He says, when you pray, pray like this. He says, pray like this. Our Father in heaven. Why does he say it like that? He says, because Father means life giver. So you may be getting your source of life from another source. So he said, be specific about where you're getting your life from. Mm. Lift your hands and say, Lord, you give me life. You give me. Uh-uh, I don't get life from people. I don't get life from money. I don't get life from accomplishments. I, don't get, I get life from the Lord. Because if people and accomplishments aren't there, what you going to do? What's me? Hallowed be your name. In other words, I honor and respect and revere your name. Because your name has power. You have the name that has been given above every name. And the Bible says that if you honor him, he'd honor you. See, the reason why people can't put stuff on your name and it stick is because of how you honor his name. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Because as much as they have torn, thrown mud at you, have you ever noticed how it slides off and you just keep on doing what you do when you do what you do when you do what you do and you do it so well? Why? Because I honor his name, which means he's make sure you can't disrespect my name. Put some respect on my name. Yo. This is too much hard work for this. Open your mouth and say he honors my name because of how I honor his name. That's why even when they want to talk about you, if you've been doing your daily Bible reading in the app, there was a scripture where it talked about Laban. And Laban was trying to get over on uh, Jacob. And when he was trying to get over on him, the Bible says the Lord visited him in the midst of a dream and said, watch yourself. You better not mess with Jacob because I'll kill you and everybody else up in your house. Spoiler alert, there's some people who were trying to mess with you that God got to them in a dream and said, you better watch how you handle my son. You better watch how you handle my daughter because if you mess with them, I'll kill everybody up in here. God says, you don't mess with my name. Mm. You don't mess with my sons. Is there anybody that can give God glory that he's been protecting you from? He's been protecting you from some dangerous scene and unseen. There were some people who were trying to set you up, but he said, uh-uh, she honors my name. Uh-uh, he honors my name. And because they honor my name, I won't let you disrespect it. Watch yourself. That's what he told him. He says, you're not going to mess with Jacob. He says, that's my son. He said, and I'll kill you if you mess with him. This is what the Bible says, pray for your enemies. Because God says, if you don't pray for them, the way they did you, I might get so angry in that moment, I might smite them from the planet. That's why you never have to clap back and get even with people. Because God will, all, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. What's me? What's me? He says, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Check this out. Jesus praised this because it wasn't being done. His will wasn't being done, and the kingdom had not yet come. The, his will was not being done, and the kingdom had not yet come. His will was not being done, and the kingdom had not yet come. So watch me. Your kingdom. It's this Greek word. That's the language of our New Testament. Basilia. Everybody say basilia. It's like basil with an E-A on it. All right? Watch me. Your realm. Your realm come. Your royalty come. This is why your taste has always been a little higher than the people you were around. 
This is why when other people were satisfied with average, you were like, we can do better than that. Why? Because there's a royalty that's on me. And this ain't just a natural royalty. This ain't just a natural thing. This thing is spiritual, which means, watch me, my taste has always been greater than the people. Okay. Say, say there's a royalty that's on me. Which even when you were living low, something in you was like, but you know. I wish you weren't fake and phony. I wish you could be real about the days of your life where you were like the prodigal son in the pig pen and you were rolling around in the mud, twerking in the mud, dancing in the mud, on the phone in the mud, and you even said to yourself, but wait a minute, I know there is something greater about me than the mud that I'm in. And I'm so glad he didn't leave you in the mud. I'm so glad he didn't leave you in your mess. Watch me. Look, your realm, your royalty, your rule, and your reign. Come. Say, come. Huh? Your will be done on earth. Earth is this Greek word, G, G-E. My soil, my land, my country, my world. Look at the last word right there. What is it? Life. So watch what he says. Your realm, your royalty, your rule, your reign, come in my life. Because I can't change the world if I can't change myself. And when you begin to learn how to conquer you, nothing around you is going to be impossible for you. And for some of you, you've been in a battle with yourself because God says, I need you to learn how to run you. Because if you learn how to discipline yourself, there will never be anything around you you cannot do. Lay your hands on yourself and say, you getting it, you getting it, you getting it, you getting it. You have to snatch your attitude together. You have to get your feelings together. You have, what does, you have to pick your feelings up. Y'all are going to say nothing. You have to learn how to discipline yourself emotionally. You have to learn how to discipline yourself spiritually. You have to learn how to get you together. Because if you can't run you, you can't run anything else. He says, your realm, your royalty, your rule, your reign, come and be done in my soil, in my land, in my country, in my world, in my life, as it is in heaven. Heaven is this Greek word, oranos, which means his abode. His abode. In other words, that's where he dwells. Check this out. God says, I dwell in a place where there is order. I dwell in a place where there is constant worship. Two angels, they surround him. And you know what they say all day? Holy, 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 holy. And every time they behold him, they see something greater about him they've never seen before. And it is always that way forever and ever and ever and ever. Which means I don't care how long you've been walking with God, he's still going to introduce you to something new about him you didn't know before. I don't care if you've been saved for 35, 45, 55 years. God says, I still got something else I want to Let me show you something. You thought I was good in the first half of 2021, but baby, wait until we hit this second half. It's about to be on and popping. Open up your mouth and say, watch what God does in my second half. His abode. Say his abode. His perspective. Check this out. He says, God says, I need you to see it from my perspective. Here's the kingdom. See it from my perspective. God is never eye to eye with anything. He's always looking down at everything. He says he sits high, looks low. Why is that important? The Bible says that he has made us to sit with him in heavenly places. What does that mean? If I'm walking and manifesting the kingdom, I don't see it the way you see it. 
You see it eye to eye, but you've made it your equal. You're supposed to be looking down at it, which means what looks big eye to eye ain't that big when I'm overhead. Some of you, the only reason you feel overwhelmed is because you're looking at that problem eye to eye, face to face. Instead, you need to say, let me go up in the spirit so I can get another perspective. And what was looking at me eye to eye, I'm now looking down on. Somebody say, I need his perspective. His happiness and his power. Check this out. God says, God says, God says, I, uh, uh, I need you in this whole kingdom thing. You're going to get, watch me, my happiness. And what makes me happy is what will become what makes you happy. Because, watch me, until you manifest the kingdom, you live to make you happy instead of him happy, which explains why you're never happy. You got more, to Christ, more Christians depressed now than ever. Why? Because you are, watch me, you're saved but not walking in the kingdom. You're saved, but you're not manifesting the kingdom. And I'd be doggone if he saved me from hell to live in hell. To hell with that. I ain't cussing. It's a Greek word, Gehenna. It means hot trash. Watch me. His happiness, and then look, his power. Say his power. Which means when I am manifesting the kingdom, it's not about my ability. Because if I measure what I can do based on my ability, I won't come up with much I can do. But when I measure it against his ability, he's got, watch me, infinite power. Which means I'm not concerned about how it's going to get done. I've seen him do it over, let's check your role. And 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 every time I look back over my life, he manifested himself in a powerful way. And right when I got to it and I didn't think it was going to happen, somehow, some way, God made a way out of. Say it's his power. See, you keep trying to figure out, I just don't know how I'm going to do this and do that and do that. Because listen to me, boo, because you're looking through it through your power. Well, Bishop, I just don't understand how I'm going to get this done and this done and this done. Listen, son, you're trying to do it through your power, which explains why you feel so powerless. God says, you are not tapping into what I gave you. Seek ye first my realm, my royalty, my rule, my reign in your soil, in your land, in your country, in your world, in your life. So you will have my abode and my perspective and my happiness and my power. See, can I be honest with you? How do you think you overcame what when it first happened, you thought life was over? Anybody? Like, like you thought, this is it. It's over. I'm done. I don't know how I'm going to be able to move forward. And the reality is, watch me. reality is, somehow, somehow, when your power ended, <laughs> could it be? Somebody listen. Could it be God has needed to get you to the end of your power? You tried everything. You called everybody. You sent every email. You texted. You tried everything you know. You negotiated every type of negotiation you can negotiate. And what you have not been able to do is to get it done. But in the second half. I said, 
in the second half. What's this first message of this series, Bishop? This is your halftime pep talk. Coach had to bring you in the locker room so that we could discuss our game strategy for the second half of the year. Because the second half ain't gonna mirror the first half. The second half, you were on your power. But the second half, you're about to ding, 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 ding. You're about to tap into his power. Open your mouth and say, in the second half, I'm tapping into his power, not my power. Release a praise right there. So look, so look, so look, so look, so look, we're almost there. The kingdom has three basic attributes. Say it's halftime. <laughs> Come on, be a good church. Say it's halftime. I don't care what losses you took the first half. Matter of fact, there's some stuff that had to happen before this message. Why? So that it would be counted on the first half. Who am I talking to? There's some information that came your way on Wednesday or Thursday or Friday. Or so, and it had to happen before this message because this message begins the second half of the year. I wish I had somebody in this building and I wish I had somebody online that would speak life into your second half. Say, and the second half will be better than the first half. Say, and the second half I'll tap into his power, not my own. Look, so the kingdom has three basic attributes. Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. He said, this ain't just a party, although you will party. I'll say it again. It's not just a party, although you will party. Left 15, I'm going to just throw the mic, and where it go, it's going to go, because I need y'all to talk to me. Somebody said, throw it to the middle. She said, not to the middle. Uh-uh, this, this middle section ain't saying nothing. I love you, middle. God's trying to get up in the middle, right over here. Come on, you ready? Ready? You ready? I said, are you ready? Watch me. Say the second half. Say, it's going to be a party. Say, say, and more than that. I need some of y'all to go on and get back in the gym, baby, because you're going to need to get into your party. You, you maybe had some sad days the first half, but come the second half of this year, it's going to be a party. That's why the church is celebrating the whole second half. It's prophetic for our anniversary. Watch me. Look at this. Look at this. He says, it's not just eating and drinking. In other words, he says, it's not just a party, but it's going to be a party. It's going to be a celebration. You're going to celebrate what you overcame. You're going to celebrate what you beat. You're going to celebrate how you felt discouraged, but then you felt encouraged. You're going to celebrate how you thought it was over until you realized it was me. Every delay is too my. In other words, I'm glad it took longer than I thought. Why? I have more time to get more equipment so I can get myself ready for where I'm about to go and what I'm about to do. Look, it is these three words. Say righteousness, peace, Joy in the Holy Spirit. All right, so here are the attributes of the kingdom. When you begin to manifest the kingdom, and I'm going to show you how to do that in a moment. When you begin to manifest the kingdom, what happens is these attributes start coming out. You ready? Number one, righteousness. This means you're in right standing with God. What does that mean practically? Is that anytime you think you might not be right, you get it right. 
I know there's a lot of people that are saved but not watch me manifesting the kingdom because when watch me because they don't even care whether or not they were right or wrong. They just care that they feel good. But when you're manifesting the kingdom, you're like, Lord, just in case I shouldn't have said that like that. Let me for Lord, please forgive me. And listen, let me go to talk to you, baby girl. I apologize just in case I said that a little. Why? Because I want to keep it right 100% of the time. I'm not perfect, but I'm going to keep it right. I'm not perfect, but I'm going to do my best to make sure if I even think I maybe got it wrong, I want to get it right. Watch me. I want to stay in right standing. Which means I don't want nothing in between us. I don't want anything in between us. That's why I taught you, they that worship must worship in spirit and in truth. It means I got to be real so I can heal. Because if I go in front of God trying to front and pretend, he's going to like, I can't deal with your impersonation. I can't deal with your cartoon character. I need to deal with you. I cannot deal with your representative that you sent that's trying to be spiritual. I need you to keep it real so that you can heal. What if the only reason you hadn't healed yet is because you ain't been real yet? He says righteousness, which means right standing with God. I keep it right. And good character. Say good character. Which means your word ought to be your bond. Watch me. If you say it, that check ought to cash at the bank. Your character and integrity ought to be so on point that, watch me, people will say, uh-uh, that ain't like so-and-so. You ever dealt with somebody that when you're dealing with them, you're like, yeah, that's probably what they did because, you know, they trifling and half. Watch me. Say and peace. Peace is shalom. Nothing missing. Shalom equals? It's on the screen. It's an open book test. Shalom equals? One more time. Now here's what some of y'all are saying. But Bishop, it feels like something is missing. The only thing missing is, is you having a proper mindset. Bishop, it feels like something is lacking. No, no, see, that's your problem. See, you are so used to crutches that you didn't even realize you could walk. You are so used to floaties, you didn't even know you could swim. You're so used to people bailing you out, you didn't realize you had the bank. Say, there is nothing missing. Is nothing broken. Is nothing lacking. All, I need you to just do it prophetically. Say, all in my life is well. And anytime you feel like it, you need to check yourself because God is not a man that he should lie. No, is he the son of a man that he should have to. And joy. Say glad. Watch this next part though. I didn't get to this at the 915. Glad. Watch this next part. And great. Shut up. Shut up. I don't mean it literally because y'all literally just got really quiet like uh, when I say that, it's just so good to me. It's a figure of speech, okay? Say glad, glad. and great. Glad. God says, I want your life. Watch me. Here's the attributes of the kingdom. To where when you should be mad, you walking in smiling. When you should have walked in that office and cussed every last one of them out. I ain't got no real people at this 1115. Y'all acting a little too bourgeois for me. Instead of doing that, you say, good morning, everybody. <laughs> Shalom. Baby, I just want you to know I was praying for you. When your humanity wanted to pray on them, your spirituality said, let me pray for you. Because I'm not only glad, but watch me, but I'm great too. 
How do you know you're manifesting the kingdom? People start accusing you of stuff like this. You just so extra. You just so grand. You just always doing so much. Why can't you just be simpler? My question is, why you gotta be so basic? Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Say, I'm glad and I'm great. And the Bible says in Genesis chapter 12 that he would make your name great, which means if they ain't talking about you, your name can't circulate as great. Let's have, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. I don't want you to move if this has never happened to you. I want you to sit there and just don't do nothing. But if you've ever had people hating on you and talking about you and you couldn't find out why, let's give them a standing ovation. If this ain't never happened, you sit down and don't do nothing. Uh-uh, I don't hear you. 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 Now, now say, Bishop. Say, Bishop. Why would I celebrate somebody talking about me? Glad and great. There's a saying in public relations that all press, it's good press, if you know how to spin it. So while they saying she thinks she all that, what you need to do is walk next to the same suckers you know been talking about you. And say, I just wanted to drop these gift cards off for y'all. Lunch is on me. Why? God has been so good to me. I can do good even to my enemies. I can repay your evil with good. If it wasn't for you talking about me, wouldn't nobody know my name? Say my name. Say my name. I needed you to run your mouth about me so they knew about me. I needed you to say something crazy. Thank you, Judas. You introduced me to the world. Look, say glad and great in the Holy Ghost. Which means, which means, which means, I'm almost done. Can I finish? Which means, which means this is spiritual. So this stuff starts as a spiritual thing. Because remember, the kingdom isn't here or there. It's in Say your name. Say, it's in you. Say it again. Say, it's in you. Uh -huh. I need you to get unfull of some other stuff. So you can manifest this kingdom. Because a, a kingdom has kings and queens. He's king of? Who are the other kings? Just elbow that person on your left or your right. You can pick a side or do both of them. You didn't just elbow some regular dude. You didn't just elbow some regular man. You didn't just elbow some regular woman. Let me help you. Let me introduce you. That was a king. Let me introduce you. That was a queen. And they're so humble, they didn't even make you do that. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. You are not chump change. You're not a mistake. You are not a failure. You are not some vagabond. You are not some throwaway. You are not some gypsy. You are not some trash. You are a king and or, excuse me, a queen. I'm going to say and or. Can't be both of them. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Just elbow a different person. And if, and if you have to leave your role to do this, it's okay. It's okay. All right, just, just elbow a different person. Don't touch them. Just elbow to say, it's my pleasure to meet a fellow <laughs> member of the royal family. 
This is why we don't tear one another down. We're all part of the same royal family. And have you not noticed over in England, that family sticks together, and when you don't stick together, they mess with you. This is why we don't tear one another down, because we're the same royal family. Right? This is why, listen, just listen, don't talk about one another, church. We're part of the same royal family. A kingdom divided against itself never stands. That's why if you hear somebody talking about another king or a queen, say, uh-uh, let me get you together. Because what you're not going to do, what you not, I, I love the Lord, but I will take. I love the Lord. But what you're not going to do is talk about another king or queen. Well, you know, they're dealing with this and they got this issue. You got the issues too. Shut your doggone mouth and pray for people instead of judging people. We will not be that type of church. We will not judge people. We will not condemn people. If you want to send people to hell, go yourself. Put my stuff back on. You don't get to talk about a fellow king or a fellow queen and I not check you to your face. Next time you hear somebody saying something, Watch me. And don't go run tail at. What you need to do is run shut that down. So let me tell you something. You ever open your mouth like that again on a fellow king or queen, you ain't going to have to deal with them. You're going to deal with me. And just so you know, I'm going to go tell them what you said so when you up laughing in front of their face, they're going to know you fake. Oh, see, y'all don't like being real like that. Y'all don't like that. You'll shut down a lot of mess when you go, uh-uh, uh-uh, nah, come here, baby. No, no, no. Don't run now. You ain't got to go eat lunch now. No, you can wait. No, say it to her face. Say it to his face. That's why you got people behind your back talking. Why? They ain't big and bold enough to deal with a king. They ain't big and bold enough to deal with a queen. You're no man. Been the places I've been. Somebody say, we are kings. Revelation 5.10. And he has made us kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign where? On the earth. Stop. If you grew up in church, they obsessed you with dying. And I'm a pro-church guy. I'm a pro-man and God guy. So this is not a negative. I'm not speaking negatively. Here's the thing, though. Um, what does the Bible say? And he has made us. What does this mean? Anytime you try to settle... He won't allow it. He'll tear it up. See, you got that little friendship, and God is like, you a whole queen, but she a whole mess. And since you want to be friends with that, that's what I think about your little stinking friendship. And when other people try to come help pick you up, he'll rebuke your help. There's some people you wanted to help you, that could not help you? Because God says, uh-uh, leave that on the floor. If she want to deal with trash, let her pick it up herself. If he want to deal with trash, let him pick it up himself. But I made them to be kings and priests, which means spiritual and successful. You can pray and you can slay. I can speak in the tongues of the Lord and in the tongues of the boardroom. So, there's little relationships you try to have. Let me come down your row. 
And God was like, this? You unfaithful to church for this? You unfaithful to serving for this? You unfaithful to get, you gave your tithe to this? Oh, okay. He says, I'm going to make you into a king and a priest, which means I will not let you settle. I will not let you live less than. And every time you try to, I'll kick it over. See, some of y'all, you've been like, this is about rebuking and it ain't working because God says, you can't rebuke me. You cannot rebuke the Lord. You can't shut the Lord down. So watch me. He says, he's made us. Somebody say, he made us. Mm -mm. Say it with authority. Say, he made us. Say, kings and priests, spiritual and successful. And we shall reign when we die and get to heaven. But see, that's what, that's what y'all think. That's what y'all think. Because Christians are obsessed with death. And you don't even qualify to die yet. You ain't done enough. See, there's something different between the slave gospel and the gospel. See, the slave gospel was taught when uh, Americans were very unique in this because Americans practiced something called chattel slavery. Chattel slavery was a form of slavery that had never, ever been practiced in the history of the world. When you see the word slave in the Bible, it was a financial exchange. There, it was not a permanent uh, class of under uh, of underprivileged living, of subjugated, disenfranchised living, as they did in America. It was America uh, that created race. Uh, it was created as a means to justify a saying that one group of people are a permanent underclass because of something they can't even control, but if they knew its value, they would overthrow us. Mm. You ready? So the slave gospel said, let us obsess them with the afterlife. Let us obsess them with dying and going to heaven, even though the Bible promises us the kingdom of heaven as a lifestyle, not heaven as a place to live. Okay, for my deep people, that's why the scripture says there'll be a new heaven and a new earth, because that ain't where you're going to stay. It's too deep for a Sunday morning. Let's move. So what the slave gospel did, they said, listen, your life is going to be hell on earth, because you're going to be beaten. You're going to be bloodied. Your women will be raped, and they will be raped by the man, and they will be abused by the woman who feels jealous of the woman that, sh that, that cannot provide for the man what the man wants. We will destroy your families. We will separate the strong males, and we will send him around to different plantations so that he thinks he's only good to screw and have sex. Y'all ain't going to talk, so I'm going to speak real. He'll think the only thing he's good for is to impregnate and then leave because we are trying to breed a permanent worker so that if they watch me, so that we have a permanent system to produce our goods and our services because if they ever get free, if they ever recognize and realize who they are, y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. So the slave gospel said, let us obsess them with living in hell and dying. And then they're going to go to heaven. And when they go to heaven, there's not going to be any tears. There's going to be streets of gold in the sweet Beulah land over there. So consequently, because this is not just a black thing. This has become an American Christianity thing where everybody now is obsessed with death. So you never live. 
you only breathe. You never ever do what you were sent to the earth to, to do. You just get out there and okay. And the slave gospel mentality has got a whole body of Christ that's not doing anything here. Because we're obsessed with dying and getting over there. And I came to shut the slave gospel down. Because we were sent to rule and to reign and to conquer and to subdue. And hear me, 1115, not when we die and get over there, but we're going to live well to bring over there down here. Somebody shout, I'm manifesting the kingdom. Say it again. Say, I'm manifesting the kingdom. So watch me. So watch me. So watch me. So watch me. So look. So look. So look. Daniel 7 and 18. Last two scriptures and we out of here. You learning? But the saints of the most high. I already taught you the saints of who? Us. Believers in the Lord. And now we check the room. Everybody, we checked online. Everybody good now. Ready? But the saints of the most high shall receive. Receive that means take it. Right, say take it. They shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever and ever and ever. Say they're gonna take it. Come on, that means they're gonna snatch it. Hold it. So let's pretend this is the kingdom. Seal, kingdom. Got it? Right? So here's what the Bible says. God says, You are too passive with the enemy. You mean to your cousin and your mama and them and your daddy and them and everybody else. And when it comes to the enemy, you pass it. But do you think just maybe, perhaps, mm -mm. he said, mm. <laughs> parents, your child ever had something, be real, and you was upset with them. Yes, <laughs> and you trying to teach them manners and respect and excellence and all that, but you was just so heated in it. Just I know you took my keys. <laughs> Say, take the kingdom. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Say, take it. What if everything you prayed for is sitting up and you're like, Lord, do it. Lord, do it. Lord, move. Lord, move. Lord, move. Lord, I'm just waiting on it. Lord, I'm waiting, I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on God. Lord, move. Lord, move. Lord, move. I'm waiting on God. Lord, do it. Lord, do it. And God is saying, it's right there. I'm going to need you to reach on over. Don't be passive. I'm going to need you to take it. For everybody in this building that the second half of this year, the passive you is out, I need you to just snatch your hand like you're going to take it. One, two, three, 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 take it. But wait, but wait. The Bible said, take the what? Kingdom. Where is that at? In you. Uh-oh. Which means I'm not actually taking it from you. I only made you up as a reason for why I couldn't do it. Ooh, this is better than y'all are saying amen to me. I only made you as an excuse for why I couldn't do it. Because I'm not actually taking it from you. I'm taking it out of myself. Uh-uh, let me back the thing up so you get it. See, you created this great enemy. 
that's what the Bible says, that you, when we behold the enemy, Isaiah says, we're going to look at him and say, this is him? This is what we've been fighting? This is the enemy? Because God says, you made all this up as an excuse. And you, you know, you made, put your shoulders back. You made him bold. You made this big, <laughs> he said handsome. <laughs> He thought that's where I was going. You made this obstacle for why you couldn't get over there. When the real reason is you wouldn't go in here to figure out, well, actually, I'll just go around you. It's so simple, your neighbor missed it. It is so simple, your neighbor's still waiting on the point. had an education. Baby, you got Google. <laughs> well, I don't have the money. Ooh, but baby, you can give. <laughs> and I can sow my way into. I can sow my way into. I may not have what I need today, but I can sow my way there. But you're a single mom. Well, he trusted you to do the job at two. But I'm a single dad. Well, the kingdom is going to come out of you. Somebody say, it's coming out of me. I'm almost done. It says, watch me, and possess the kingdom forever and ever and ever. Possess means this is what I occupy. So it comes out of me, and then it becomes where I live, where I dwell. If you don't like the life around you, it is because you refuse to pull the life out of you. If you don't like what's going on around you, that is because instead of taking it out of you, you kept blaming your mama, your daddy, your cousin, your uncle, your education, the government who hates you, who like you, your DMs, whatever else. And God says, are you serious? Are you serious? So, so say, how, Bishop? How? how? Come on, ask it. Say, how, how? does the kingdom come out of me? You about to go here, and we're wrapping it up. And this is my favorite verse. I told him at the 915 that when I saw this verse, I started crying and shouting. It wasn't a full cry. It wasn't an ugly cry, but it was a pre-ugly cry. Don't look at me like that. Come, fellas, don't do that to your pastor. Don't do that to your bishop. Fellas, you know you got that pre-ugly cry too. I know you hard and tough and all that, and you rock rubber stuff for your Afro bros. I know all that. But listen, but 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 you had that pre-ugly cry like <laughs> You figure if you close your eyes, the tears ain't gonna move. I was like pre-ugly cry. All right, you ready? So Acts 14, 22. Say how, how? do I manifest the kingdom? kingdom. Ask me one more time. Say, how, how? do I manifest how? the kingdom? Yeah. Acts 14, 22. Strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith. Look at this. And saying, listen to me. We must, through many tribulations, enter the kingdom of God. Watch me. Say, through many tribulations. This explains why you never get a break. 
This explains why it's battle after 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 battle. It's eleven fifteen. Y'all know we'll make anything as own. Because the Bible says you're not going to get to the kingdom unless you have many tribulations. Everybody pay attention. So the tribulations weren't punishment. They were promotion. You always like to talk about promotion and my next 12 going to be my best 12. Well, guess what? The tribulation was the promotion. Here it is. We're about to go. Say many tribulations. Now, now watch me. Watch me. Watch me. You will enter the kingdom of God. You will arise by going through. I want to spend this last moment on this little piece of this verse right here because this, this, this is the coup de grace. You ready? Tribulations means internal pressure, which means the real tribulation isn't even what's going on out here. It's that what's going on out here caused pressure in here. Is there anybody where you can be honest that when you look back over certain things in your life, the issue wasn't even really the issue. The issue was what it did in you. And you walking around losing sleep, losing hair, not eating, overeating. Because of what you saw out here. Watch me. Say internal pressure. Anybody right now, you got some internal pressure. Wait, wait, be honest. Online, wait, wait. Internal pressure. It's, it's this gnawing. It's this internal thing. And like even when you have a good day, at the end of a good day, it comes back and it's like, hey. Even when you feel like, oh, my God, I'm strong, I'm powerful, hallelujah, I'm a king, I'm a rule, I'm a reign, I'm a conqueror, I'm subdued. And then you get in your car and it's going to be like, but what are we going to do about these bills, bills, bills? What you going to do about these kids? What you going to do about your family situation? What you going to do about relocating? You know, they say the market is so tough now. How you going to get something? Baby, I'm not natural. I'm supernatural. Lay your hands on yourself and say, don't sleep on what's in you. Come on, y'all. We about to go say, don't sleep on what's in you. Look at this next part. I I internal pressure. But what's it means? It means without options. And if I was to take the definition deeper, it means that the only options that do exist aren't good options to you. Other person may say, Look, well, why don't you just do that? And to you, you're like, that's dumb. If you can't go to Bella Notes, where can you go? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> it's, it's a joke. Somebody sent me this video, and that thing is so funny to me. <laughs> All right. Some of you are like, what are you talking about? Is that Greek? No, it's, it's a video. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Everybody watch. Everybody watch. I got this internal pressure. And when I look around at my options, none of my options look good to me. None of my options make sense to me. None of my options, like these aren't good options. And the reason this verse got me so turned up last Tuesday is because there were areas of life where I said, God, these are not good options. And you want me I, that ain't even no choice. And for some of you better hear me. Nothing is better than the wrong something. Watch me. Say without options. He says, when you have no options, you come, come on, 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 come on. Hyundai. Speed of Gonzalez. That's Spanish for move fast. 
All right, watch. Say internal pressure without options. Say this is how I manifest the kingdom. So y'all move away from him. This is how you want to manifest it. God says, "Mm -mm. you're too comfortable. You're not being challenged. So instead, what I'm going to do is put some pressure on you. So now what's, what's, what's hemming you in is now actually creating internal pressure. And here's the problem. You can't go back. Because what you would have gone back to ain't available anymore. I'm going to throw this microphone at you people. I'm going to throw this microphone at you people. There's some stuff you you can't even turn back to. You can't even turn back to your old friends. They gone. You can't even turn back to the old version of you. That's not even an option anymore. Open up your mouth and say, I can't turn around and go back. Say, that, that option isn't available. So watch me. I can't go to the left. I got pressure over here. I can't go to the right. I got baby boo pressure over here. Watch me. And when I try to go forward, the internal pressure keeps me in fear. And for some of you, this has been parts of your, of your life. You've been hemmed in. Can't, no, yes, no, I, I don't know. Oh, God, Lord, make a way. And then the more you pray for clarity, the less clear it is. God, I wish I had a church in this building. The more you pray for you to know exactly what to do, the less you know what to do. But I'm so glad about it. (laughs) I need you to open up your mouth and say, because this tribulation is creating internal pressure that's about to make me manifest what's on the inside of me. I was hemmed in, but that made me Look within to start manifesting the kingdom. And all of a sudden, what had you bound? You start breaking free from it. And you start. Everybody on your feet. Everybody on your feet. Everybody on your feet. Everybody on your feet. Y'all just stand right over there. Y'all, y'all just go right over here. Everybody on your feet. I'm going to show you something. On your feet. About on your feet. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. I'm saying, come on, stand with me. Stand with me. You've been sitting for 40 minutes. You good? I need to see this. 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 So when you have no options, I can't go back. I can't go to left. I can't go to right. I'm scared to go forward. Can't go to left. Can't go to right. Can't go back. Maybe this is it for me. Can't go back. Can't go to left. Can't go to right. I guess God don't want anything else. Can't go back, can't go to the left, can't go to the right. I guess this is just my lot in life. Can't go to the left, can't go to the right. Oh. Uh-oh. And my back is against the wall. And everywhere I look, I don't see any good options. Which means change ain't going to come from around me. That means change is going to have to come from 
within me. Because there's no good options out here, which means to change what's going on out here, I got to change what's in here. So everybody watch, everybody watch, everybody watch. I said, Lord, I said, Lord, how can I show this to your people on Sunday? I said, because I need them to see it the way I just saw it. Because then they'll understand why they have not had options they thought were good. Is there anybody where there's some, listen, listen, I'm like, none of these are good options. Ain't none of this good. And so you sitting up, watch me, tired from thinking about making a decision. I'm talking to anybody. You, You have decision fatigue and ain't even decided nothing. You don't want to talk about it right now, even though you ain't fixed it. So I said, Lord, how can I show it? There was this TV show that used to come on. It was called The Power Rangers. And on the very first episode of The Power Rangers, everybody pay attention. We're almost done. And then you're going to shout. You're going to shout. Like, I'm shouting. I have a shouting appointment. Okay? Right? Because I said, God. I was like, <laughs> on my back. Against the wall. You're blessing me. But these aren't good options. You're doing amazing things. But these aren't good options. This is because I'm about to make it manifest from in you, around you. So the very first episode of the Power Rangers, um, if for those of you who don't know the Power Rangers, you can Google it, look it up on your own time. You need to know your Bible. I'm just joking, that's not the Bible. Watch me. So the very first episode, what happens is that they summon these teenagers, and they don't think they have what it takes to change the world because they're too young. I rebuke your age as an excuse. You, you might be young, but you're ready. And you might be not as young as you used to be, and you're still ready. I need you to let God know that you ain't giving up on yourself. Open up your mouth and say, I'm still ready. Maybe you got locked up, you're still ready. Maybe you made some bad decisions, you're still ready. Maybe you made some bad family choices, you're still ready. Maybe you made some bad financial choices, you're still ready. Maybe you had some bad relationship choices, I'm still ready. They thought they were too young, and so never mind, we can't change the world. We can't change the world. We are too young. We can't do it. This is dumb. And then all of a sudden, when they leave what's called the command center, when they leave the command center, their enemies send something called the putty patrol after them to get them. And so they start fighting them. And they're trying to fight them with their natural bodies and their natural means. And right when this happens, I want you to pay attention to the screen so I can show you what God's about to do for you. Watch this, look. Wait a minute. Now, some of y'all like, what in the ham and cheese sandwiches we do watch it in church? I'm going to show you. Now, let me give you context. You ready? When their back was against the wall, and they had no way to get out of that situation, 
Change didn't come from around them. Change came from in them. And they morphed into something totally different than what they were before. But it was not until they had no options that they were able to manifest something amazing. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? Thank God there's some areas you didn't have good options because you were about to morph into a whole nother version of your... Your business is about to morph into a whole nother... Somebody say, I'm about to morph into a whole nother version of myself. I'm about to manifest the kingdom. Can you give God praise right there? So what? So I need you to see it a second time. The 915 had to see it twice too. Because I need you to see what they say at the end. Because when they manifested something out of them, they got teleported from where they were. And they got released into their next. God ain't going to release you into your next until you manifest the kingdom where you are. But I think there's some of us that can say in this second half of 2021, watch the kingdom that's in me. Come up out of me. Say tribulation creates revelation, yielding manifestation. Say go, go. So watch one more time, one more time. It's a bad day. Don't know what to do. But Bishop told him they got power. You're bigger than where you've been. Listen. This is bigger than you, baby. You are about to change. This is bigger than you. Somebody say, I'm a history maker. I'm a world changer. I'm a curse breaker. I'm a line crosser. Release a praise in 1115. I'm just waiting on you to thank God that he hemmed you in with no options because you're about to manifest something you never thought was possible. So when church is over, I'm going to have after church church and just those of y'all that want to praise him stick behind, okay? The rest of y'all, I'm going to let you go, okay? Listen, we already did the invitation to Christ. Here's what I'm going to say. If, if you know I'm your pastor and Harvest is your church family, God calls you to a voice, not to a church, not to a community. He calls you to a voice. The Bible says, and I will give you shepherds after my own heart. And if you know today that Harvest is your church family and I'm your pastor, we encourage you to connect with us. All you have to do is text Joy and Harvest to 877-552-4746 or you can even do that in our app. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? 
We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.